Plumbing, they're wonderful. They've been here three times. They've done great work all three times. Affordable, trustable. The work is exquisite, perfect, nice. Call them. Uh, 765-610-8809 is the number. Hit subscribe, punch like, ring the bell. Let's go. All right, let's talk about Andrew Luck and Joe Burrow. People are saying Joe Burrow might be the next Andrew Luck, as though that's a bad thing. Immediately, I thought about the movie Back to School with Rodney Dangerfield, right? And the guy who was the karate kid bad guy, William Zabka, played this guy named Chaz. And he says to Keith Gordon, the guy playing Jason Mellon, Rodney Dangerfield's kid, you're going to end up just like your father. And Jason Mellon says, I hope so. I happen to love the guy. That is the way Joe Burrow should look at Andrew Luck. That's the way fans should look at Joe Burrow as potentially the next Andrew Luck. And I know what they're talking about. The Bengals don't have a great offensive line. So Joe Burrow gets knocked on his ass repeatedly. And they think that Joe Burrow is going to have to be forced into retirement before the age of 30. And that's a terrible thing for him. Why? Here are some of the attributes that Andrew Luck currently has. First of all, he made over $100 million in his NFL career. That's enough to live on for generations. Andrew Luck could live forever on the interest that he has made after taxes in the NFL and live exceptionally comfortably. That's for an eternity. He has a great wife, by all accounts. He's got a daughter, Lucy, that he dotes on. He's healthy, having left the NFL prior to the age of 30. He's got great friends that he made at Stanford. By the way, he's a Stanford graduate. And in the NFL and in high school, by all accounts, he is a really, really happy guy. And right now, what is he? He's 32 years old. This is bad. This, uh, what would you, uh, would you consider your life an abject failure and somebody not to be emulated if you retired prior to the age of 30 with more than $100 million in the bank, had a great wife, a great kid, and great friends, and great health? What the hell's the matter with people? Joe Burrow should want that. Joe Burrow should say, this is the guy. This is my role model. Why in the world do people always assume that it's terribly sad when somebody retires? What is the matter with people? Andrew Luck is happy. Joe Burrow should crave happiness. If he doesn't want to get knocked on his ass all the time, get to that second contract, make a lot of money, go to the Super Bowl once or twice more, and live your life. Football is going to end for us all in the movie Moneyball. They say it. The, uh, the call comes to us all. Sometimes we're 18. Sometimes we're 15, in my case. Sometimes we're 40. But it comes for us all. You can't play a child's game anymore. For Andrew Luck, that call came at 29. Fortunately, Andrew Luck had his bank account stuffed with money, a wife, a kid, a wonderful life. How is that bad for Joe Burrow? We got to get our heads out of our asses and see life for what it is. Oh, he, he didn't get to a Super Bowl. He had to quit the NFL early. Okay, move on, smile, have a nice life. Good. It's the way it works. 
Either he was going to leave the NFL, Andrew Luck was, or the NFL was going to leave him. It all worked out. It's wonderful. Good. Perfect. Why, why would we dog Andrew Luck or Joe Burrow for being the next one? Nobody wants Joe Burrow to be forced to retire before his time. That wouldn't be good. But leaving, that's not a bad thing. Colts news, there isn't a lot. I, you know what? People keep talking about the assistant coaches being hired. I told you who's going to be hired two weeks ago when uh, they hired Gus Bradley as a defensive coordinator. I told you who the, coordinator, the uh, defensive backs coach was going to be. Told you who the linebackers coach was going to be. There you go. You always know first here, right? Um, Indiana fans have got to slow their roll just a little bit. Take a deep breath. Mike Woodson, I think, is going to get this thing right. Mike Woodson, Thad Mata, Dane Fife, Kenya Hunter, that whole group of guys down in Bloomington, they're going to get it right. But they are in year one on the job. They haven't even gotten to their first anniversary on the job. They're trying to put this thing together with bailing wire and duct tape in year one, and they have. Indiana is competitive. They're 7-8 and eight in the Big Ten. They got to find a way to go three and two over the next five games, which is going to be a tough putt because they play at Williams, even against a bad Minnesota team. Winning at Williams is going to be difficult. They've got Maryland in Bloomington. Those two games are winnable. Then the rest of it's a little bit dicey. Rest of it's a little bit difficult. That uh, road finale against Purdue, tough. Ohio State on the road, tough. You know what? It's going, to be, it's going to be a tough road for Indiana. However, if they can win three of the next five after losing their last four, they're going to go to the NCAA tournament. And that would be a success in the first year. First time Indiana would have been in, invited to the NCAA tournament since 2016. That would show great progress. Not a little progress, great progress. Mike Woodson is getting things done you got to get freshmen who become sophomores. When the freshmen become sophomores and they learn a little bit about the game and what it's like to play college basketball because it's different from high school basketball, you've got to become a man. You've got to learn the game. You've got to understand your role and you've got to move forward in the game. All really difficult things. Al McGuire said best thing about freshmen is they become sophomores. That is really, really true. For Jordan Geronimo, Tamar Bates. And and remember, Geronimo, despite the fact that this is his second year, he's still a freshman because of the COVID allowance year. For whatever reason they did that, that's a whole different story. Stupid idea, dumb. However, you're a college student. Go to college, for God's sake. You got a COVID year, you got a COVID year. It's the way life goes. You don't get a pass. That's not the way life works. Anyway you got a lot of freshmen on this team who are going to become sophomores, and they're going to get good. And then you're going to have a recruiting class that comes in that is more along the lines of what Mike Woodson wants in his program. Mike Woodson has has got to get – here's where I think he's got to go. He's got to go from where he is now kind of saying, just get me talented guys. I'll figure out how to assemble them in a way that is successful. It's what I do. It's what I did in the NBA. He's got to get away from that and decide what kind of kids he wants to coach. I think once he gets there, Indiana's got a chance to be really, really good. You've got to get the guys who fit your culture. It's different from the NBA. Most of the cultures 
are exactly the same within the NBA. They are player-driven. In college, the culture is coach-driven. You have to identify your culture. You have to recruit to it. You have to discipline to it. And you win with it. That's what happens in college. That is what Mike Woodson's got to get done. He's got to get done what Matt Painter has done. Why are kids going to Matt Painter? Why are they going to Purdue? Guys like Caleb First and Trey Kaufman-Wren. Why did they pledge Purdue? Because they vibe with the culture. They know what they're going to get at Purdue. They know they're going to be successful. Matt Painter has built it. He can replicate it year after year after year after year, which he has. And if you catch lightning in a bottle, you can make a run in the NCAA tournament and get to a Final Four for the first time since 1980. That's what you can do at Purdue. At Indiana, you got to get there. You can't just, hey, Ali Ali Oxenfree, let's get the highest ranked kids we can. Let's find kids who can shoot, who can play, who can think the game, who understand when you draw something up on a dry erase board. Here's what I want you to do late in the game. Mike Woodson thinks, I got some. All right, here, we can get a bucket with this. We've never run it in practice, but if these kids can run it even halfway decent, we're going to get a bucket. Have the five kids see what's on the dry erase board, go out on the floor, and run it without freezing like they did the other night in that wretched loss uh, to Wisconsin at Simon Scott Assembly Hall to the 37-year-old Brad Davison. And uh, Johnny Davis, how awesome is Johnny Davis? Johnny Davis can play. Indiana should have won that game. They just, they inbounded the ball and they all looked at each other. What the hell's going on? Can't do that and win basketball games. The Pacers, this isn't the halfway mark, right? They, they played 60 games. They're 20 and 40. From a wins and losses perspective, they are wretched. They are really bad. Right now, they got a shot at a top three draft pick. They're fifth in the NBA in terms of from the bottom rankings and and in the standings. So they would have the fifth best shot at getting that top draft pick. Got to get worse. Got to find a way to fail at a higher level than they have. And they've got a pretty good shot of doing that. Domas gone. Here's what Kevin Pritchard has done in completely reshaping this roster in a way that projects toward current failure, which is good, and future success. Tyrese Halliburton acquired, young, dynamic, one of the better players, uh, came in third last year in Rookie of the Year balloting. Really good as a point guard. Uh, Can defend multiple positions. But he healed, a volume shooter, a volume scorer. He can hit threes. You got Cleveland's first round draft pick, which is going to be in the early 20s. Maybe you can package that with the other draft pick they got. Houston's second rounder, which is going to nest right at about 32-33. Package that with 21-22 from Cleveland, whatever it winds up being, and move into the teens. Getting a good guy to join Chris Duarte, drafted last year, right? At, what was he drafted, 12? Um, 11, 12, right? And Isaiah Jackson, who was drafted 22nd after Kevin Pritchard took second round picks and uh, Aaron Holiday and moved up to 22. 
That was a big pick. Isaiah Jackson is going to be really good if he can stay healthy. Very athletic. Athletic guys tend to come down wrong on their feet and roll their ankles like Anthony Davis did the other night. He's out for four weeks. That's the way it goes. Kevin Pritchard has done heavy lifting. Tristan Thompson waved. He's going to join the Chicago Bulls. Jalen Smith acquired. Jalen Smith, look, this guy for Torrey Craig, you get Jalen Smith, that is a nice deal for the Indianapolis, uh, for the Indiana Pacers. They are going to win games because of Jalen Smith if they can find a way to offer him more than what the NBA allows as $4.9 or $4.7 million next year. If they can keep Jalen Smith, they got a really good shot at being really good. Uh, trade exceptions they got. They got some cap space because they uh, acquired the contract for Ricky Rubio, which is going to expire at the end of the year. They've got room to go out and get a free agent. Kevin Pritchard is spinning this roster, going out and getting real players to form a core which can win games and maybe a championship. That is big work. Kevin Pritchard over the last three weeks has really done big work. And that big work is the result of a whole lot of work and preparation that Pritchard and Chad Buchanan and his entire staff have done to get ready. Good work. Pacers are in a great position. Colts, they got to use this offseason the way Kevin Pritchard has used the last three weeks. You have got to find a way to uh, acquire enough talent to project into success. in If it happens in 2022, great. But 23 and beyond, and it may take a year of wobbles in order to get there. Let's celebrate some birthdays, shall we? Sarah Finch McPhee, or, uh, McPhee celebrating a birthday. Uh, Sarah worked with her at Emma's. Fantastic. Uh, Bl- the great Blaine Thompson celebrating a birthday. The great Jimmy Kite, IndyCar driver, celebrating a birthday. Peter Kahn, Karen Himes Christensen, uh, Michelle Stepanak Teague, happy birthday. Trace Moustakis, Shane Foley, Michael Switzer, happy birthday. Schweitzer, Eric Schwartzkopf, happy birthday. And the great Kenny Valdeseri. Happy birthday. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else that is best done with an honest and specific compliment. Lift people. Lift them up. Don't drag them down. For God's sake, we can make this such a pleasant place to live. And so many of us choose not to. Don't do that. Lift. Make it a great week. We'll talk to you later this afternoon inside Indiana Sports Now about 4 o'clock this afternoon.